Praise the Lord this morning. Good to be serving a living Savior this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I do believe Brother Dwight nailed it on the head this morning. We are living in the best place in the world. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we could have been born anywhere. We could have been one of them people living in the desert. can't imagine living in the summertime all the time. Can you get a little break from, oh, Sister Krista there likes the summer. I love you. Oh, man, I, I get ready for it to cool down. All right, praise the Lord. This morning I'm going to get right into the Word. I, amen. Woke up this morning thinking about this verse of Scripture. If you would, turn with me to Proverbs 23 and 23 and we're going to use that as a text this morning thank you Jesus Proverbs 23 and 23 says this buy the truth and sell it not also wisdom and instruction and understanding saviors we look to you today we appreciate you pray that you would guide us as we study this word today Help us to realize your truth, Lord. Help us today that we would apply it to our heart and lives, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many times have we quoted this scripture? Buy the truth and sell it not. I, I woke up this morning with that on my heart. I, I've had my mind on other things a lot this week. I was... Uh, privilege to get to sing up here at Agri Day on Friday and Saturday both, and that meant a lot to me. I, I told Lori yesterday I just like the opportunity to get out and sing a few gospel songs to people wherever that would be at. So uh, I had my mind on that, you know, this week a lot, and uh, I really didn't know what I was going to preach this morning, but I woke up this morning, and the Lord had already given me this when I woke up by the truth. And sell it not. You know, we live in a generation today that'll sell truth pretty cheap, don't we? Uh, truth is, uh, like everything else in the world today, it's all conditional, isn't it? Amen. They, they, want it, they want people to think that truth is something that just depends on your circumstances. How many knows truth is solid? Truth don't change, does it? Amen. Your circumstances change and life changes and the world changes and everything goes on and continues on, but truth don't change. Truth is still truth. And you know something the Lord showed me a few years ago that I believe today. You know, we've all heard the story about the little boy that cried wolf. You know, he, he kept crying wolf till nobody would believe him. And finally when the wolf did come, they wouldn't believe him. Amen. But you know the truth is still the truth even if it's spoken by a liar. Sometimes it's hard for us to determine whether to believe or not. But the truth is the truth. Amen. And it don't change. And we, we are supposed to search out the truth. We're supposed to value the truth. Buy it and sell it not. You know there's a truth in the world today that they're trying to sell out. I ain't buying it. I don't know about you. I don't want their truth. 
I don't, I don't want that half lie. You know, the devil has always dealt in half lies, hasn't he? Half truth, half lie. He wants just enough truth in it to make you think it might be possible. But you know, then it'll veer off to one side or the other and it'll get you in trouble. Amen. And that's what's going on today. It's the same old story, ain't it? That old half truth, that old half lie. Amen. And this world is being overrun by the half-truth and the half-lie. And the sad thing about it, folks, is we're so easily one with it. It just breaks my heart to see the state of the people of this country today. And I know it ain't just this country. It's all over the world. If you would Call it the civilized countries of the world. It's all over those countries. It just breaks my heart. See how people have changed their ideologies and their values. And seems like nowadays they want to shed those old values. They don't want to, they don't want to stop and think uh, how, how for years and years... Uh, they, they kept the country on a straight line. For years and years, they kept their lives on a straight line. For years and years, it, it caused their children uh, to be good people, be raised up as good people. But nowadays, it's like people don't want that truth anymore. It's like they think there's a better way. But look at their results. Look at their results in society today. Is it really a better way? I don't think today that any of us in our right mind could say that this place, this world is better than it was 50 years ago. We have reached the pinnacle and we've started down the other side, haven't we? And I was thinking about this as I was thinking on this scripture today. I don't mean to point fingers or anything, but I'm just trying to, I'm just making an observation here, okay? And just take it as that, see if you agree with me. I was a child in the 60s. I was born in 62. And I remember a little bit about what was going on. More of what I remember is actually probably going to be like uh, news clips and such as that. Uh, people that were trying to tear down the moral values of the country and I and I can't help it in my mind and maybe maybe you won't agree with me completely maybe I need to understand more but it seems like there was right about the 50s when it started turning into the 60s that things started going south and now you know that lesson even mentioned it this morning how that the 50s were thought of as a time of prosperity and then the 60s were turbulent and violent and everything else and everybody started thinking more about drugs than they did what was right you know well guess what those people are the people nowadays that are making the laws and such all those people that age group that was doing those protests and and having all the love ends and and trying to do away with moral ideologies. They're the ones making the laws nowadays. So should we be surprised? But I'm afraid the damage is done now. 
I don't, I don't, I don't have faith, I guess, to see it turn back around. But I tell you what, I do see. I want to show a few script, show you a passage of scripture this morning in Isaiah fifty-nine. I, all this, let me say this before we leave this chapter here. If you buy the truth and sell it not, these things can't overtake you. I mean, knows that today. If you'll buy the truth, all these fads and these ideas that come down the pipe, they can't overtake you if you'll buy the truth and won't let go of it. If you won't trade it, if you'll hang on to it and, and treat it like it is, it's precious these days. The truth is precious these days. I believe there's a generation now, like I said, the, the generation that was protesting and doing all that stuff in the 60s, you know, now they've got grown kids. And the generation, which is the generation I'm a part of, we were farther off the mark. And now then my generation has got kids and, and then grandkids, and how far off the mark are they? And it ain't over yet. They're still going further and further off the mark. Amen. We're getting farther and farther away. Why? Because somebody didn't hold the truth as important. Somebody didn't hold the, the, the value of truth and morality as important. I use the two together because I believe they're closely linked. Don't you? Truth and morality. This country was built on that. Now look what's happening to it now. Yeah. Is it really better? Somebody says, well, we got freedom now. You know the thing about freedom? It's, there's got to be responsibility with freedom. That's the difference between a child and an adult. As, a, as an adult, I can go do, I don't have to ask nobody. If I wanted to walk out of here right now and go to California, I can go. Where if I still had kids that was young enough, they'd have to ask me first, right? I don't have none that young anymore. But we have the choice if we're free. Hopefully during that time of maturing, you learn what's right and wrong. And so you can make an informed decision, right? Not only do we today not care about an informed decision, we're searching out new territory. Our society today is searching out new ways to turn it upside down. Mm -hmm. Our society today is turning, searching out new ways to pervert what there used to be, like there's some kind of opposing force. And guess what that opposing force is? Mm -hmm. That's the old devil, isn't it? Amen. That old devil is intertwined right along with this this movement that's in the land today, amen, in the world today, not just in this land. All the civilized countries are fighting the same battles. And I want to show you something this morning. As I began to study this out, it's like the Lord just unfolded something to me. I want to show you. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 59 this morning. I'm going to break this up into about three parts. Let's look at Isaiah 59 and 1 through 4. <clears throat> Behold, 
The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. How many knows that today? But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Have you ever wondered why things just keep getting worse and worse and worse? There it is right there. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. It's happened on a national level now. It's happened on, not, well, an international level. Like I said, it seems like all the civilized countries of the world, the, you know, they talk about third world countries. Well, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about uh, the countries in Europe, the United States, where all the uh, supposedly civilized countries of the world, but what are we turning to? We're turning back to paganism. How can we do that after we've reached that level of civilization? He said right there, he can still hear. God, he's still able. Uh, he can still save. His ears not heavy. He can still hear. But your iniquities have separated you. Your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not hear. That's what's going on in the world today. Countries have, have given themselves over. The people of the countries have given themselves over to sin and iniquity. And now God moves for individuals, but these countries, what's going to happen to these countries? Hey, we're going to go a little further here. He said, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Isn't that today? Isn't that the countries today? Isn't that what the courts in every country doing the same thing? How in the world can they get on the same page and do it like this? It's because it's a move that's inspired by the spirit of the devil. Yeah, God could still step in, but you know what? Our iniquity uh, as a country, it's, he's, he's had to turn his face away from it. I want to drop down to verse 7. It said, their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not. There is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Man, that could have been wrote today, couldn't it? That could have been written today. That was written 22 and 3,000 years ago. Amen. We, we, have, we live in that time. I'm, I'm just afraid that there's more of these prophecies that have been written for our day than there was all the other times together. 
Because when you start looking through these, it just seems like they're describing the day. And more and more so, I find myself reading passages of Scripture that I didn't have any idea what it was talking about a few years ago. And then I look at it and it's like, man, that's today. That's right now. What's going on? Why is it that, the, that everything's going the up? Why, why is it turning upside down? We go down to verse 9. He says this, Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold, obscurity. Everything is just blurred today, isn't it? It doesn't appear to be anything clear cut anymore. There's confusion in the air. Used to be it was pretty easy to know right and wrong, didn't it? Now we live in a world today that you can't even speak your mind on what you think's right and wrong because you're liable to end up getting sued over it. You know, as long as people can't even speak what's on their mind, guess who gets to make all the decisions? The government does, don't they? The, the, the people in power. As long, you know, I heard uh, there was one country this week that was talking about a well, it was Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. She was uh, the, the woman that was Miss Turkey over there. Took it maybe was the last Miss Turkey that they had, but she spoke out against their president, and she drew some jail time out of it. I think she ended up with probation, but she couldn't even speak against the president. It's pretty easy to be in power when you got that going on, isn't it? Pretty easy to maintain power when people can't even speak evil against you. Amen. And we're, we're, we're coming to that here. If I tell somebody the truth and they don't want to hear it, you know what? They can, they can say that I'm uh, bothering them nowadays. You know, uh, used to people had enough common sense if they said something that you, if you said something they didn't like, they might say, well, that's your opinion or I don't agree with you. Now they're liable to go with a personnel office or something. Now they're liable to go see a lawyer. That's a, that's a classic. You know, the Bible said in one place he's talking about, his people said you, you've pulled away the shoulder and you've, put, you've stopped your ears. Said, I don't want to hear it. I, I want to stay in my sin. I want to stay messed up because I'm happy being messed up. I chance to, I, I was looking today, uh, I did some studying the U.S. Consensus Bureau, the, oh, what is that Bureau, not the Consensus Bureau, but the, it's a Census Bureau, isn't it? And uh, it's hard to keep everything straight, but there was charts of when abortion was made legal and when uh, it even went back to where where it showed when uh, uh, interracial marriages were uh, made legal and different things and what what it was the the point of this it was a study actually this wasn't on the Census Bureau side it was on the uh, college side the University of Virginia some of the prohibition was another thing they studied 
from the time that the first states, you know, these were controversial issues in their day. And from the time that the first states began to, Massachusetts must be the most liberal state in the world because they, they seem to be the front runner on these things. But they'd get the idea that uh, this ought to be a law and they would start trying to pass it. And it showed how long it took for the rest of the country to come online with it. And with prohibition, it was like 19 years to repeal prohibition. And then it was, by the time it got down to abortion, it was like six years. It took six years for abortion. I was kind of surprised to find that abortion uh, was legal in, in uh, some forms in Arkansas in 1969. I figured we'd been one of the last states to come in on that, but it was in 1969. It was a study of how quick people's thinking changed as a country and how quick these issues began to be. You know that the, the, the gay marriage thing took two years. Of course, you got a government pushing it through. It makes a lot of difference. But the people's acceptance of these things is what it was trying to illustrate was how fast. You know, used to uh, people had this ideology, this morality that they had to weigh things out against. But nowadays it's like, oh, sure, let's do it. You know, they're predicting that... Uh, Marijuana is going to be legal even quicker than that. It's already moving across several states. I think that was one reason that they did the study was to show, hey, people's thinking's changing so fast. They're willing to sell the truth instead of buy the truth. They're willing to trade the truth. Amen. Uh, if it'll make us money, if it'll, uh, if it'll get us more fun, if it'll get us something else to do, another attraction to go to, to... To entertain ourselves, hey, let's do it. It's turned into a big old carnival around here, is what it all amounts to. Big old sideshow. Is it really better? I don't think it's really better. Amen. If we go on a little bit further here said we wait for light but behold obscurity for brightness but we walk in darkness we grope for the wall like the blind and we grope as if we had no eyes we stumble at the noon as in the day we are in desolate places as dead men that's the way this country feels to me i don't know about you we roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves we look for judgment but there is none how many saw footage of the, the protest out there with uh, the Trump thing in San Jose a day or two ago? Oh, man, they was burning American flags and, and fighting. And you know what the cops did? They pulled back. They just let them have it. Now... I'm not going to say today that I think Trump's the greatest man there ever was. I'm not even going to rally for Trump this morning. But I do say one thing. We're supposed to have the right to protest in this country if we do it peacefully without having a mob come out and drag us out and begin to beat on us. But we live in a country nowadays that these groups can uh, go out there and take a peace, peaceful protest and begin to beat on the protesters because they want to scare them away from uh, supporting what they're trying to support. Now, that's, that's against the American way right there. And what the cops do is pull back. Yep. 
what they do in Ferguson. The cops just made a perimeter and stayed out of the way. Let them burn and pillage and break whatever they want to do. What's wrong with it? The authorities are not willing to pronounce any judgment these days. Those people, you know, I want you to know, uh, if, if they would have went in and arrested those people and brought them some charges, put them in some jails, a lot of that stuff wouldn't have went on like it did. They were busing people in from other cities at Ferguson to take part in that, and they didn't even have a stake in it. These people said, I don't even know who these people are. There's no judgment anymore. It all falls right along with it, don't it? Said we look for judgment, but there is none for salvation, but it's far off from us. How, how far is it away from this generation today? It's hard to keep the church people interested in being saved now. A person's got to have a little bit of umph on their own these days to, to stay in the church because it's hard to keep the church people interested in church these days. How far is it away from these people out here in the world? They are lost in the gross darkness. They can just barely even tell that there's a church in the world anymore. He said this in verse 12, For our transgressions are multiplied before thee. Our sins, te our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us and for our iniquities. We know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backwards. How many say amen this morning? And the justice standeth far off, or truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, but he that departeth from evil. He that departs from all this nonsense, he makes himself a prey. He makes himself a prey. He said, and the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no judgment. He gave us judgment, didn't he? People say, well, man, we don't know. Well, yeah, we know. He gave us judgments. We cast them aside. We, we didn't think they was good for us. Somebody might get their feelings hurt if they had to be a part of one of them judgments. You can't spank your kids because it might hurt their feelings. You can't tell somebody no, it might hurt their feelings. You can't have somebody actually win a ball game because it might hurt somebody's feelings. You can't have somebody actually go to jail, it might hurt their feelings. Well, we've really come a long way, ain't we? 
Oh man, we're 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 right we're moving right on up. You know what? We're following in the footsteps of some other countries that have done the same thing. And we ain't even smart enough to look across the pond and see what they got out of their deal. About the last thing that's hanging in the balance is whether or not they're going to take the guns away from us. You know that? They're trying to do that and they're going to keep trying to do that. But that's about the only thing that separates us now from the others. It's going to surprise me if they don't bring civil war right onto these, these grounds right here. It ain't that the Lord can't hear. It ain't that the Lord can't see. Our iniquities as a country have separated us from him. That's the result. That's what all this thinking gets you. That's what all this freedom gets you. I say that as sarcastically as I know how. Look what he says here in verse 17. Let's go ahead and go a little further. Now, let me go ahead and go to verse 16. Talking about the Lord still. He said, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and as a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance and for clothing was clad with zeal as a cloak according to their deeds. Accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord. From the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. We, uh, we've been sitting around trying to predict the start of the end time, you know, for years. What's it going to be? You know, how's it going to start? Has anybody besides me wondered when judgment was going to fall on this country? Man, I've said that so many times, it's just unbelievable. Because I look at Sodom and Gomorrah, and I don't think they was any more wicked from what I could find out than what we are today as a country. And I'm thinking, well, when is it actually going to hit here? Because God, you know what's got to happen. I'm afraid it's already started. I thought about this this morning as I began to meditate on these scriptures. Look at what happens today in this country when something don't go the way this 
right wing group out here wants. We got people willing to riot in the streets. There was a there was this picture of the day I saw this this boy holding a sign that said, "Make America Mexico." I think the judgment's already started on this country. You know, this time instead of fire falling out of the heavens. See, in the past when there was judgment, there was, a, there was a people in the country that had enough backbone to them that they would stand up. We can be bought off in this country. The Lord's given this country to another people. He's done it right now. The old America, it's leaving. Judgment's already taking place in this country. It's already taking place. I've been waiting for a, a battle of some kind. I've been waiting for somebody to make a proclamation. I've been waiting for somebody to stand up. But you know, in the 60s, when they started selling the truth for that supposed freedom, they started giving this country away. People have been coming in. Mr. Bill Clinton helped the story along when he had started the NAFTA agreement and opened the borders to Mexico. And I'm not against them people. Don't misunderstand me. If I, if I didn't have a job, I'm going to go find a job somewhere. I'm going to try to support my family. But here's the thing. This country is being judged because of the standards that we've let down of right and wrong. People today say, where's God at? Well, he's done, he's done turned his head away. He done turned his head away. Nowadays... They can write in San Jose, California, and there ain't nobody to stop them. They can write in Ferguson, and there ain't nobody to stop them. How long is it going to be before they write in Little Rock? How long is it going to be before they write in Springfield? How long is it going to be before they write in Green Forest? How long is it going to be before they decide, well, we don't want to do it this way anymore here? And guess what? There won't be enough of us to stop them. Why? Because the judgment of God is already taking place in this country. Amen. You know, there was a man said a long time ago, he said, we're going to take over the United States and we ain't going to fire a shot. Because we'll sell it to them. We'll borrow money till they foreclose it and get it. And the whole time, we ain't got enough ump for gumption to ourselves to even stand up for what's right and wrong anymore. We just go along whatever happens in this country anymore. The church is just as guilty as the people in the, in the world out here today. We, they ain't, none of us got enough ump to, to do anything for ourselves. We just want to sit around and gripe about what's going on. And the judgment is coming right now. It's coming right now. 
You're seeing it every day. You watch the news a little bit, you'll find out this country's being taken away from the old America a little bit at a time. Every day, every day. I saw a thing on the Census Bureau this morning that said uh, by the year 2020, half of the children born will have ethnic, they're going to be mixed. They ain't going to be American, just Americans anymore. They're going to be mixed with Hispanic and and uh, wherever everybody's from. Somebody said, oh, you can get plum racist. No, I'm not trying to be racist. All I'm saying today is that this old America is leaving. We're being displaced. You know, that, that Sister Sharon just hit it right there. You know what the, what the Lord told the children of Israel before they actually took the, na the nations of Israel? He said, I'm going to drive them out before you. He said, I'm going to use the locust. I'm going to use the hornet. And he said, I'm going to bless your armies. Why? Because them people are pagans in that country over there. Yeah, I love Abraham. But I'm going to tell you, I'm mad at them people. <laughs> That's what happened in that country. That's why God gave that land to the nation of Israel was because they were pagans and against God and against his ways. And he loved Abraham. He said, I'm going to take it away from them people that won't do what I want them to do. And I'm going to give it to Abraham's kids. God's done this before. He's done this before. Guess what? It's happening here. It's happening here. It's happening now. Don't wait for no big war. Don't wait for no big nothing. It's taking place right now. He told us in one place, he said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, he said, I'll heal their land. How many believes America needs a healing today? We better, it better happen quick. By the year 2060, according to the Census Bureau thing that I read this morning, by the year 2060, we're going to be a... Again, I'm not trying to be racist, but this, I'm just telling you this, the, just statistically speaking, the original... We're not the original Americans. We know that. We run them out before us, didn't we? That's all just, you know, see, here, here's the thing to think about. We, we think that the old U.S. of A. is going to be here forever, don't we? But guess what? This country is only a little over 200 years old. You know how old that is in, the, in terms of countries? We're a baby. We're a baby. We're a child. We act like, oh man, the United States is a world power. It's always going to be like it is. No, it's leaving right now. The thing that keeps us right now in the world power thing is the fact that they use our currency as a standard to trade by in other world markets, from what I understand. And they're talking about changing that. They're talking about changing that. When they go to this one world currency, Brother Kevin mentioned a while ago, we don't have no financial leverage anymore. Right now we have a little bit. 
this country is being judged right now. And we just don't know it. We're not close enough to God to see it. He's doing just like he did before the nation of Israel went in and took the promised land. The United States of America doesn't have to stand forever. We're naive enough we think it will. It's been here all of our life, hasn't it? We think it's got to always be here. You know, there's been 22 great civilizations uh, since history's been recorded, and most of them are not yet still standing. Did you know that? This civilization don't have to stand. Matter of fact, is it really talked about particularly in the Bible? Think about that for a minute. There's a lot of nations you could track back in the Bible and see that what nation is talking about. But what does it talk about in the Bible that will refer to the United States? Doesn't that kind of, kind of allure to a short-term country? If we're not even per se mentioned in the scriptures. I know that's kind of a churning thing to think about with. You know, we're, I'm, I'm tearing down some ideas here that people have had all their life and been ingrained in people's minds ever since as little kids. But I'm telling you something this morning. Hey Amen. I've been thinking, God, when are you going to judge this country? When are you going to judge this country? We're selling the truth. We want to have everything that goes on. Man, give us the transgender bathrooms. Crooked politicians is okay. We don't care about that. Long as, uh, as long as we got good trade going on and the price of gas ain't too high. Oh, yeah. Give us a liar and a cheat and a fornicator. It don't matter. Got an answer for that stuff. You don't, you don't get to have that stuff and not answer for it. We're going to be judged right now. In a few years, this place ain't going to be the same place that you grew up with. And what's it going to be for our children? What's it going to be for our grandchildren if it goes on that long? We have lived, I'm talking about those of us in this room, we have lived in a chosen time. We have lived in a time with relatively little violence. We have lived in a time of prosperity. We've lived in a time of freedom. Where is it written that that's going to stay here forever? I'm afraid you won't find it. We got the same deal every other nation in the world's got. If you follow the Lord, He'll bless you. We started out following the Lord. The Constitution, based on scriptural standards, the Ten Commandments was was part of our laws. sold that we traded that off he's not going to let that go unanswered 
Boy, if this country doesn't learn to reach out to God now, it's going to be too late. It may already be too late. Somebody I know somewhere is going to say, oh, God, don't do that to his people. Well, if you could talk to Daniel, right. he might give you a little different idea. You know, he was, he was praying uh, down on a river uh, more than once. Do you know why he was on that river, though? Because he's carried away captive. Three Hebrew children, we like to read about them. They were captives, carried away to be slaves. Carried away to be slaves. So that ain't going to happen to us. Are you sure? You cross God bad enough, I'll tell you what, he gets mad about it. And this country is pushing him. Let's stand together this morning. I could preach on this all day long, I think. I'd... We need to reach out to God for this country. We need to get on our knees. Let's